This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, through the means of digital technology, the ever charming, ever special Justin Waddell. Justin, how's it going? It's going okay. How what about a- you? Any signs of uh, any signs of hope? Feeling good about anything? I mean. Let me. I'm gonna bounce that question right back to you. How about you? You feeling good? I wore my first mask today. Where'd you go? Home Depot. <sighs> That's good that you're doing that. I've been wearing masks. I've been. I have two masks that I've been rotating. Uh huh. I just go to Publix with them. Jamie Kennedy and Jim Carrey, or <laughs> did was Jamie Kennedy Max the Mask Junior or Son of the Mask? Yeah, Son of the Mask, right? Yeah. Do you buy him as Jim Carrey's son? I don't buy him, period. I think he's too old to be his son. Well, let's not worry about it. Yeah. I just Late was hoping 40s. you I was just hoping you were gonna tell me that you're feeling good about things. You got positivity. I'm I feel okay about things. What you know, it's hard to feel good about things in, in this uh in this country, I think, the way they're handling things, but you know, uh, I'm good to see my friends he- healthy and happy. My family's pretty healthy. How about you? Yeah, some good news came out of Italy about how they're doing, so that's good to see. Mm-hmm. It's they're uh, actually they're actually tackling the trying to tackle oh, the problem in Italy. Yeah, um, at least of, you know instead of instead fucking of, up all the instead time, of, instead of, instead of pretending like it's not happening and then just ignoring it. You know what would be a cool idea if talking about um, the, talking about the government. By the way, uh, I think it'd be cool if they pretended a few people that were close to the government were sick, and then they healed. Um, miraculously and never really were sick mm-hmm. and then just to give people peace of mind that'd be cool yeah yeah well some people in the administration apparently are sick with covid oh, with that, covid fever nick uh, that i was that was i was trying to be subtle when i you know but <laughs> oh you're bringing up the <laughs> exactly what i was talking about oh I there's see, no I way see. they're really sick they're doing that so that pe- they could pre- they could fake be sick fake heal and make people fake feel better about themselves <laughs> Wow, conspiracy early on in the movie microscope. I like it. it makes <laughs> well, me I mean, happy. It makes sense with our choice of film today. Uh, but folks, I know a lot of you guys are first timers. You guys have been uh, grabbing all the, you know, you've seen all the, the the zeitgeist out there and those hashtags. So welcome aboard, new listeners. I know you're there's lots of you. Um, 
so if you don't know what the show is about, the movie microscopes are a show where we zoom in. Uh, we watch a film with a set of penetrated eyes. We uh, we we blink and look around the room really sharply. Um, we we quake a little bit in our boots, uh, and then we try to leave quietly uh, and focus on just the little things that make or break. <laughs> so if we're talking about Gorky Park, we were talking about the scene where William Hurt uh, uh, builds a birdcage out of Lee Marvin's leftovers. We talk about the big moments. No, we talk about the little ones. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Um, by the way, do you remember the song Gorky Park by Scorpions? I don't. Yeah, they had a whole song. It was uh I think it was the Scorpions. And it, it went like you know, down to Gorky Park. That's all I remember. I don't but think it, it was it, the Scorpions, but I think I know what you're talking about. It's not the Scorpions? I mean it could be. They're German, so they're not Russian. I don't know. I think it is them. I mean, I, Klaus, you know, I, what what Klaus mean? Play, you know, wants to sing about. He sings about. You know, yeah. I thought there was wasn't there a band called Gorky Park too? And I, I, I mean, had, I love that movie Gorky's. Remember Gorky's where he puts his dick through the hole? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> the Russian version of Gorky's. <laughs> that, that'd be great if they they ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> the franchise yeah uh you, yeah it you... is uh, oh wait actually it's it's it is the scorpions but it's a movie it's the song's called wind of change but they have they have the they they reference gorky park oh, in, okay. it, in the lyrics okay okay i'm glad we got that out of the way um let me zoom in <laughs> they reference it in the lyrics um yeah so what what are we uh what are yeah, we up to well, today we're up to, i mean it's the latest episode it's what is it 84 I think. Yeah, I think it's uh -huh. 84. Uh, it's a big one. Yep. It's a pretty big one. Can't, can't even say it with a straight face. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a movie I like to call The Firm in Short Pants. <laughs> <laughs> the Scuffles. Yeah, it sounds um, salacious, Nick. The Firm in Short Pants. I know what you mean, but... I know what you mean. As <laughs> I didn't well. realize as I watched this movie, it, it, it was amazing how the firm it is. It's interesting too that happy twentieth anniversary, Nick. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it's the twentieth anniversary of this one. What do you mean? Are am I serious? Why do you think we're doing this movie? We're it's time to celebrate with the rest of the world. It's the, it's been twenty years since the skulls release that blows my fucking mind yeah that blows my mind critically panned this movie however nick as you and i were talking about it spawned not one but two two, two direct sequels. video direct, direct video sequels yeah now are you sure they weren't theatrical i am not but i can't imagine that they were because I, I don't the think skulls 2 was the first film that they did that hfr experiment with the high frame rate was, was Peter Jackson involved or Ang Lee? Ang Lee, was he closely watching the Skulls 2 to see <laughs> see how, uh, what what what, did it, what was his movie that he did that with? Billy's Long Time Walk or yeah, something? Yeah, Billy. Billy Lynn. Oh, it's so dumb. Anyway, so uh, this movie stars um, Joshua Jackson, hot off of Dawson's Creek back in the day. He, I right. think he might, 
might have still been on that show when he did this movie. Who knows? But uh, Joshua Jackson and Paul Walker, Paul who, Walker, who, who, who was Rob Cohen's muse for a stretch there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Bibb, Hill Harper, forget them, forget those guys. Who's really in this movie? Bill Who really is William Who L. Really Peterson. <laughs> Craig, basically, if you're a badass and you got a middle initial, you're in this film. <laughs> yeah, little Craig T. Nelson. Yep, you got Bill Peterson, and you got uh-huh. Chris. Oh, he doesn't have a middle name. Shit. Who? Chris? Oh, Christopher McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. You know, it's funny. Is those are. It's good to see those guys. It's always good to see those guys. I was very excited. I have never seen this movie, but any any chance I get to watch a William L. Peterson performance, I'm game for. And he does not disappoint in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't in it a lot, but he makes quite an impression. And he, he lays uh, on. He lays on the southern charm. Nick. Yeah, he's like super clean shaven in this. Yeah, and he's and he's shorter than Joshua, Joshua Jackson. At one point, there's a there's a group of uh, four individuals talking. One of them, the legend William L. Peterson, he's standing there. He's shorter than everybody. So I looked up his height. He's I'm gonna five, say, what five, guess? I'm gonna say five eight. He's five ten. Oh, and I think that maybe he fudged that. I think he may have. I'm look. I'm looking. I'm thinking more like you, five eight, five seven. Well, maybe. I mean, he's five. He's five ten with straight legs. <laughs> did, did he ever get that leg straightening operation? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you were excited to see this movie. Um, does your team? Does your TV warm up whenever he, he's on? My TV, like I went and felt it. it every time his, his scene with him it was in it, my TV heated up. I don't know if I have that feature. Yeah. Man, it's... what I, I love him. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about what this movie's about. So it is a uh, story. Zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, so this, this, The Skulls is a story about a secret society in an Ivy League school based on a, a true organization, the the Skulls and Bones, where mm-hmm. George Bush Sr. came from, from what I understand. And I think George Bush Jr. as well was a okay. part of that organization. Also, John Kerry. And mm-hmm. it had a... F- hmm? John Kerry. Yeah, a politician as well. And then um, ran for president. Do you not remember this guy? No, I remember then, him. He, he looked just like the Dr. Hill from Reanimator. Of course, I remember him. And then uh, uh, they had a famous member kicked out. Oh, Al Gore? Frank Castle. <laughs> You're supposed to be quiet about about being a member of the Skulls, but he wore it on his shirt, my man. I kicked his ass out. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's about a young individual who uh, is really scraping scraping to make ends meet, and his, uh, his contingency plan is to be accepted into the Skulls because all of his problems will go away. Yeah. Sort of a flimsy premise. Uh, he gets in. And he finds out he doesn't like it. That's true. Well, he finds out he likes it. At, he likes it at first because he's he goes from broke to not broke. Gets and a he fancy starts, car. He gets to dance with sex. You know, he starts to make connections. That's going to you know make his life easy. And um, all all of a sudden, things aren't quite what he bargained for. 
Nick. Yeah. In that world. Um, he, he, he goes from rags to riches, but he pays the price, right? Yeah, he does. It's a, it's, it's a modern parable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Rob Cohen doesn't fuck around. Harvard graduate. Oh, Rob Cohen, the director. Yeah. Yes. You'd never mm-hmm. know it from his work. But uh, <laughs> yeah, quite a successful director. I mean, in that he still directs, right? Like he's directed a lot of movies. Well, he gets a and he's got a producer credit on everything that says Fast and Furious on it, even though he's long off the series. Let's talk a little bit about the pinnacle of his career. What do you think is the highlight? What do you think is the number one? He did the first Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we he met me once. So that might. You know, well, let's hear about this. You met with this this man. Yeah, we met in the in the in the back backstage at Comic Con one day, and oh, it was charming. He he. Well, you know what? He had Michelle uh, Michelle Gondry with him, and I um it I didn't know mirror images of each other. I mean, yeah, they, I mean they, incredible. that's funny. So that okay. So this was when we were. This is don't be afraid of the dark time, mm-hmm. and we were. And I didn't know what Gondry looked like in person. I I obviously knew his work, but I didn't know what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And so Rob Cohen was with this guy, and I think I was with Guillermo and um, Del Toro. We, zoom in, d- yeah. We and and you know he introduced me um, to them, and I, we chatted a little bit, and then afterwards we were talking, and he indicated that that was Michelle Gondry, and I felt like a fucking idiot because I was mm-hmm. spending all my time talking to Rob Cohen. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I got a, a, a like a real legend here, and then I'm talking to the guy about stealth. <laughs> which do you think that might be his best film stealth i mean i know you, you have a fondness no for actually it. he did something i like he did a movie i like that's hard and, to believe yeah and it's not one of it's not one it's does, did he do something with a dragon he did something that was a genre film that that he's not famous for if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong he he do dragon. Uh, he did dance Quaid. He did dragon, dragon heart. Movie. He did dragon heart. But that's that better not be the one that I mean. Okay, I just want to make sure that I had the same guy. Oh, speaking of, he did triple uh, X, and I saw a uh, a lady with a triple X tattoo on her neck yesterday. The, it's logo, the same place. The, the logo, same place that Vin has it. Well, in the she movie. Ha- yeah, she has it. So yeah, she had the, the logo. I, I just it made me sad about America. Um, as a director, he's done quite a bit. I mean, oh, you know what it is? Okay, so, yeah. The movie that I'm thinking of is Daylight. Still on movie? Yeah. We might do that on here at some point. God, I hope so. And he also did a movie that we talk about all the time. Alex Cross. <laughs> did he really? He did, yeah. And he did Hurricane Heist. Which is I, tried, kind of a, I tried to watch that recently. Yeah. I did not get far. Is that, does that feature Liam? What's his face? Is he the star of that movie? Hemsworth? Yeah. Who is the star of that movie? I think Weather. Um, <laughs> I, I mean. Who's, who's the star? Let's hear, think about who might be in Hurricane Heights. You saw it. I mean, yeah, it's got the, no, I turned it off. It's yeah, Toby Kebbell. Oh, he's the star? Yeah, you got a big one. And Maggie Grace, of course, because she's ubiquitous. You got That's Ben right. Cross. You got Ralph Ineson. You got Ryan Quantin. Oh, yeah, the guy from True Blood. Uh, he's an Australian actor. Yeah, so no. Kind of a heartthrob. Heart Rob. 
Cohen yeah. directed this movie. So you met him. You, you were you impressed with your me? Did you come away going, "This guy's pretty nice. He's he talked to me." What did you um, think of it? What was your impression? Uh, he was he was a little cocky, um, but uh, you know <sighs> he, he's he's raking it in. But you know what's funny is uh, he's uh, he's not that good. <laughs> that is a fact. I love that his comp- <laughs> his company is called Original Film. Hasn't made yeah. one. But the, the thing is, I noticed at the beginning of the skulls, you see the logo for original film, like the original animation for that credit. And I've never seen yeah. that. I don't, I don't ever remember that. So that was nice to see that for the first time. It's 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 an abomination. And so <laughs> Joshua Jackson is the star of this movie. Like we talked about how he plays a student who wants to be, go to law school He's uh, one of the scenes early on is he's working in a cafeteria at school, like as he kind of waits on the rich kids, uh, one of them being uh, Paul Walker. And then um, uh, he looks at he wants to go to law school. And like anybody does that wants to go to law school, you look at their their how much it's going to cost on a piece of paper. And that piece of paper says forty five grand. And you say, man. Yeah, you put a look on your face saying, "Man, I am not going to be able to afford this." Yeah, and so, like you said, he needs to get some financial help, and he wants to join this society. Uh, his friends now he has a, a kind of an interesting past in this movie. Uh, he used to be a, a, maybe a little bit of a a criminal back in his high school days. And he also is parentless. He's parentless, yes, but he. He ran around early on in the movie. You meet his old friends who are these uh, petty thieves mm-hmm. and they're giving him they're giving him hell for going to an Ivy League school and going straight as he grabs onto their car and rides on his bike next to them. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to be I'm going to they're making fun of me as I'm, I'm going to be putting you guys away one of these days because he wants to you know, he wants to be a lawyer. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the big setup here is that he's broke. Yeah, that's it. That's the setup. And he's, he's a hell so of a he, ro- he's a hell of a rower. That's right. He's also rowing. Kind of figures in early in the movie. Doesn't yeah. really play much of a part of the movie, but yeah, he's a an excellent rower, and he's got a kind of an unrequited crush or a crush on Leslie Bibb. Right. So do I. Who who you really like, and I do too. I think she's I good. You know, I used to hate her. Why? I just felt like she looked. Uh, she she was just you know central casting you know you generic know what's, cool? Blonde. what's cool about leslie bibb i think is she's a good dramatic actress but she's got some comedic chops like she shows up in comedies and she's pretty funny yeah um this is an early like she's been around for a long time obviously and she still works and this is an early movie for her obviously like i said 20th anniversary so she gets a lot to do towards the end of this film i was surprised uh, guys has- listeners i want you guys to remember this time Justin just said a woman character had something to do. It's a milestone in a Rob Cohn film. <laughs> That's who it because took to really break that fucking glass ceiling. They, uh, they because well, she still has to be the love interest, but she, but she has to take over the action scenes when um, <laughs> Joshua Jackson gets thrown into a, a psych ward. Yeah, and no, he's, but, uh, yeah, it's actually she does a great job of carrying her uh, her portion of the film. I I agree with you. So but let's back it up. We can't get there yet. That's the that's the candy. Let's go through the 
let's go through uh, dinner first. Yeah, let's get the liver and onions out of the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> So what did you think about the setup? And what did you think about when you first meet uh, the very handsome Paul Walker? Um, Who plays? The best the best character's name in quite a quite a good while. Caleb Mandrake. Yeah, and he has he even has a first name that they'd never say after a while. They introduce him as Lance Caleb Mandrake. Oh, really? Yeah, but he goes by his middle name. Are you sure? Much yeah. Oh, much wow. like I think I think so. Much like me, James Justin Waddell. Yeah, I'd say I thought they were talking about because his father's name is as Lance, right? <sighs> Maybe. I don't I can't zoom in that hard. But yeah, Paul Walker is uh is in full Mark Wahlberg mode in this movie. Yelling his lines. Confused that he's in a movie. <laughs> he is a little bit. He has a little bit of a tougher character than Joshua Jackson because he has to actually play some a somewhat sympathetic character, even though he's a little bit of the baddie. But he also is kind of his dad's the real baddie. Yeah, you know? no, but he, and actually, no. In and I like Paul Walker. I, I like him a lot, and I, I think he got a lot better. I miss him but he was not ready for prime time in this one. And that character requires, you know, like how David Keith was in the, in the officer and a gentleman, you need there to be a little bit of that tragic kind of underpinning and he right. can't, he can't pull it off. Cause at the, at the end actually has the potential to be, I wouldn't say a kneecapper, but, but leave a, leave a mark. And it right. kind of, it kind of cops out a little bit. And I think part Wahlberg. of the pro- Mark Wahlberg, what leave Mark Wahlberg. I was just dropping <laughs> you back in full circle. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I thought you were talking about our introduction of uh, of the uh, of the actual secret society. But no, we do meet Caleb Mandrake. Uh, you know, kind of funny. It's kind of a funny intro for him. Yeah, being rude to a lady. Yes. Um, yeah. She's he's like blocking her view of the rowing match, which is so exciting to watch. Yeah, they're all watching uh, Joshua Jackson uh, and Hill Harper, who plays his best friend. They're going to. Uh, in a rowing competition, which, you know, Leslie Bibb attends, Leslie Bibb attends and Paul Walker t- attends. And then this, this girl that, that Paul Walker's with asked him to kind of move out of the way so she could see the race. And he says, just imagine it. Yeah. Is that who tells her? Yeah. <laughs> and then she's you like, want- you know what? It's my imagination is better than this I- incredibly boring sport. <laughs> I like how you acted like Hill Harper participates on the rowing team. <laughs> Well, he does. He does. He's. A, I don't know what they call that. Hype man. He's like a hype man for the team. Is it like? Is it the cox coxswain or something? I don't know what the rowing thing is. He's the guy at the tip of the boat that's shouting at them to go yeah. for it. Yeah. But an interesting so, ha- thing so happens got, in the race. Yeah, it's like and 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 a little bit. Of, can I zoom in a little bit? Yeah. Uh, he's the dead child of uh, of uh, you know, his dead uh, child. The, at the end of the boat, he's a dead child to Connie Nielsen and Doug Ray Scott. He's playing that character. <laughs> he's in the front of the boat, just like that little fella. <laughs> I think they had a daughter, though. Potato, potato. <laughs> so, um, the sea fever, the skulls and sea fever connections are deep many many <laughs> i'm like geez anyway so uh <laughs> there's water yeah 
Um, anyway, so yeah, in, in, during this race, one of the one of the oarsmen breaks an oar, which I didn't know was a, was something that happens. Starts to slow down. They're in the lead. It starts to slow them down. Uh, Joshua Jackson shouts, "Bail!" The guy jumps out of the boat, and then they they continue on. I guess he's dead weight without an oar, one just one oar, and then they proceed to win the race. But that that was exciting. I never saw. I mean, talk about rowing is pretty boring unless right. you're doing unless you're doing it. But to have someone jump out of the boat, I don't know. You could win. I mean, you're a lighter ship at that point. They should also have like hockey fights, you know, like they shouldn't introduce that aspect too. or they should be forced to catch fish while they're doing it. Like they have to bring in at least three fish with them. (laughs) That'd be great. I guess the whole the whole part of rowing that's it's very like aesthetically pleasing, right? It looks very, uh, you know, that's part of it, right? The aesthetics of it. Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah, and cutting. then you got Joshua Jackson, who's just a beautiful hunk of a man rowing up a storm in there. Yeah, the know? funny thing is, I he's he's a talented guy, actually, but he does not look like a, an actor. He just looks like a piece of shit you meet in the mall. I think he's also, like, he also got better. Right? He's kind of goofy in this. And, you know, this movie's goofy, so I guess uh, Paul Walker and Joshua Jackson, they kind of are... They come off as ridiculous at, at times in this, but it's 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 also the skulls. <laughs> the skull the, the, the pressure sc- the pressure couldn't have been lower. You know? <laughs> the, the, the skulls comes off as a bit uh, ill equipped. Like this society uh, is is something else. Like and I love okay, so I wrote down a line. I don't know why. What like one of Paul Warco's early lines? He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mister Monk." I don't he. <laughs> I don't understand why that he like Tony, Tony Shalhoub reference. Yeah. Um, but so there's did a, you know, okay, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go. No, 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 you go ahead. I don't need no, it no. after you, sir. I'm not talking. All right. So at one point, Hill Harper and Joshua Jackson roommates are, are messing around in the dorm and they're passing a nerf <laughs> vortex arrow howler. Yes. Did you notice that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> It's a it's a Nerf football with a tail that makes noise when you throw it. Yes. Do you think that that was how much do you think Nerf paid to get in this and the skulls? You know, I don't know. We got a brand new product. Guarantee that check bounced. And uh, the Rob Cohen's like, I got it in there, and they're like, Oh, it's awesome! I'm so excited that you got Joshua Jackson and Paul Walker to to pass that ball between us. And Cohen's like, No, we no Hill Harper's throwing it. They're like, God damn it. The funny thing is, is all I could think about was how that is the biggest dorm room I've ever seen. Because the they're, they're in separate yeah. nations throwing that ball back and forth. <laughs> I mean, they're not even the same frame. They're so fucking far away. I know, but that's great. And it, it, what I think the reason that Cohen did that is to allow that football to really whistle. Yeah. You know, you really need to capture that sound. Do you think that the uh, sound effects guy killed himself after that? <laughs> throwing that scene together? It got nominated. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So these guys, you know, one of his dream obviously is to be courted by the skulls. Guess what? His dream comes true. He's courted mm-hmm. by the skulls. So we, we get, you know, obviously we get to see him and Caleb Mandrake do their thing, but there's a whole group of other guys that do nothing. <laughs> they they just stand around. They like accomplish the nothing and they get the same treatment that those guys do. They get accepted. They get the cars, they get the women. So I'm kind of thinking, what a bunch of idiots like these two risking their life, climbing buildings, stealing snakes. 
which yeah, is so an that, homage to Conan, I think. Yeah, talk about what they have to go through. Well, first, I want to go go back to that dorm scene. They also get pizza that night, and what is the pizza? The pizza comes up in something that figures in later. Yeah, dumb waiter. A dumb waiter. I, you know I, what? Any, Can I tell you that a a, fr, a, fr, a frisky Leslie Bibb upstairs with a dumb waiter delivering pizzas and then yanking the pizzas back, hanging out doing weird paintings. I wanted to be one of them. I was envious. Their lifestyle Her, rocked. The whole dorm side of this movie is so much more interesting than anything that's happening at the Skulls. So first of all, we talked about the Nerf. The dorm rooms are huge. They got the, they got a dumb waiter. So we st- we have to, one thing we have to do on the show. We'll start mark marking off the movies that have that dare to show dumb waiters. <laughs> it's Pet I just love see, I love seeing them show up. Exactly. Um, I think the getaway has one too. <clears throat> um, but Leslie Bibb also is a painter, and that she's an art student, and she's concocted a computer program connect. It connects to a machine that paints for her. And what's it called? It's called Jackson. Or it's called something. Oh, you're wrong. This something is the Pollock. It's called. I wrote it down. It is called Action Jackson. That's right. Action a movie Jackson. we did on here. And who plays the villain in that movie? Craig T. Yep. You've got anyway. It. That's like an homage, man. Rob Cohen's probably a big fan. But I was. I think the reason I said Jackson Paul because I wonder if she called it Action Jackson because she was referencing Jackson Pollock. I think she, she is. Was. Absolutely, she was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, it's it, got to be an in joke. It has to be. It's a ridiculous contraption too because it's like it's it's exploding paint on the canvases it's like kind of but it's also like the heart of the film (laughs) it shows back up in in an action scene it sure does it sure does and i was not expecting to see it once i saw that that, i i know i paid attention to how much this film mirrors action jackson (laughs) well do you know what i noticed is a nice reference from uh i thought was amazing from uh, uh, from Rob Cohen and the sound effects department is when right before they leave that scene, when the machine spraying paint all over the canvas, it says BB. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Like that, that's a weird thing to put in this movie. It is, but I love it. And there's a scene right after that, where he's in the bathroom looking in the mirror. So it was mm-hmm. good to see the Cohen got a vanity cameo into it too. Oh my God. So you did you did really try to tie those two together. Not only is it referencing Sea Fever, but uh, early or Sea Fever references it. But yeah, Action Jackson. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what they have to do to get into the skulls. Like what what do they have to do as recruits to secure their place? Well, they give them the secret society. They get a, a, a really easy to solve riddle. They do. And then they have to steal a really easy to steal thing. They do. And then they, and then, they, and then they, the, I, the, the movie does kind of take a turn that surprised me a little bit because I don't remember this. So there's that whole scene where they're on the rooftop hanging and, and Joshua Jackson has the, he's, his, Caleb Mandrake's hand is in his life, his life is in his hands, right? Mm-hmm. He lets go. He can't hang on. He loses his grip. Normally he pulls them up and they're bonded. He drops his ass and they, and they're fine with it. No, he's they're thrilled. both, they, they both fall though. They both fall, but then he, then he's, then he, they're like, they're, they're still bonded because then he does a so, cute little thing with the snake in the water. 
well, let's just set this up. So they have to go to another secret society. It's called like the skeleton. Well, I wrote that down. The the snake and skeleton society. <laughs> and there's a riddle that leads them to this tower on the, you know, they all live in these, they all have these like castles, you know? So there's like this tower with this moat around it. And they have to scale this tower to get this snake weather vane. You know, whatever, you know, and so then which was which w- that's what my name would be if I was a newscaster. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're they're wrestling with trying to get this, uh, you know, detach this weather vane from the top of this building, you know, leads to them almost falling off. And then, you know, like Nick said, there's this scene where Joshua Jackson's trying to save Paul Walker from falling. They both fall and they fall into the moat. It's like a 10 story drop. You know, or more. I would say more like three. No, it's higher than that. It's higher than three. I don't know. Let's split the difference. Ten. <laughs> and uh, and so then they and so that's a big thing. Like they and they both are fine because I guess it's a deep moat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So then they get in. They did. Did they get branded before they do this? No, they weren't. Ex- this is what they had to do to get to get accepted. So then they get branded. I can't remember, but they get branded, which I find is weird too. Do you think that's an, a thing that the the actual skulls do? I hope so. Skull, uh, skull and bones. Hope so. They brand them on the wrist, uh, and then right above the wrist, and then and then they put a watch over their brand immediately. Seems yeah. like it would hurt, like a an brand new, like expensive, expensive watch. watch. Yep. Yeah. You read the trivia about that watch? I didn't. Joshua Jackson, after the, when the movie premiered, he gave one as a gift to Rob Cohen. Let me correct myself. I did read that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's a secret society, but they have this huge skull logo above their above their headquarters, and it's blue. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the the trivia right beneath that one said on the set uh, he came to the premiere of of Stealth and said, "I'm I'm gonna need that watch back." <laughs> They, they, uh, the, the thing is, Hill Harper plays a, uh, the friend of, uh, Josh Jackson and he, you know, roommate, and he's upset that Joshua Jackson is kind of selling his soul, uh, to the secret society. And he, and he says, he says to him, um, it's secret, it's elite, it can't be good. And that is, um, I mean, let's talk, let's talk about how that relates to our, our show. <laughs> You know what? Hill Harper kind of sucks too, though. His character. What do you mean? Oh yeah, he does kind of. Well, he he's trying to do the right thing, and he dies for it, which is it's a really weird thing to die for. <laughs> yes, because 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 you you know one thing that Hill Harper, I guess they maybe it was it was before the popularity of Wikipedia, but you could read all about this shit <laughs> yep. on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> but he's his character is trying. He's mad at Joshua Jackson for for joining up. Um, and, and then he does some investigation and he breaks into the, he breaks into the secret society to report on it and an accident befalls him. And yeah. he, uh, yeah. Anyway, what is Hill Harper spot. known for? I don't remember him in a lot of stuff. He, I know he was in a killer dog movie. I watched once he's no, he was, he was on the cover of a, of a, like a, the box for a video that I saw all the time. Yeah. His damn face was always there. And he was on he's on like a CSI show too, but Yeah, and he's older than you'd think. He's gotta be like in his fifties or something now. He always looked younger than he was or something. You think so? 
Yeah, he's born in 66, dog. Okay. Damn. He's old. <clears throat> um, but he's he's a oh, he's on Homeland. Yeah, but no, he's oh, wow. he was in a movie that his his face was on the poster and I saw it all the time and it made me gross. Maybe he's been working for working for years. He, he was in a movie called The Breed. That's the killer dog movie I watched. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know him too well. He just seems like a guy that shows up a lot. The badge? Are you thinking about the badge? No, nah, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Um, yeah, his character sucks, and uh, the, you, you certainly uh, it's it's you know you have to you have to have a sacrifice you know to kind of up the stakes for our character, our lead character there. Yeah, before things start going wrong, they invite they invite the new recruits, they invite the new members of the society to meet the old members out in this mansion, and they give them these sports cars. They they wine and dine them. They they these ladies come into the room. That I guess are like I guess they're the prostitutes or something. You know, they're 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 really showing these guys like the benefits of the club. Yeah, you know, you th- they don't they must not have thought too highly of uh, Josh Jackson because they didn't give him the he didn't get the winner. Walker, oh, the car? Wa- wa- no, the girls. Walker oh. Walker left with two, and right, and and then he got the one that looked like uh, you know. Well, she she says she knows all about him. She she says I know all about you. Like so, they told they informed her, but you know he also is very into Leslie Bibb, and it seems like he doesn't really spend much time with this with this lady. Do you think he you think oh, they he, had a, a fling? You oh think yeah, they had a romantic night. Absolutely. Yeah. You think he got down in, his, in her in her britches? Do you think yeah. she got into his britches? Oh yeah. There's a whole scene like they cut out where he's he's rubbing listerine all over his penis to try to get some of her off of him. <laughs> classic Cohen, so classic. <laughs> so, so, uh, but so everything's going well until Hill Harper all of a sudden uh, shows up. Uh, he commits suicide in their dorm room. <laughs> but does he? And so then, you know, Joshua Jackson can't believe it. He's like, "This guy, I he's my best friend. I can't believe he committed suicide." I know, and he's it's he's the- known for his his good writing, mm-hmm. and his suicide note was two words. So I, yeah, that, that should have been a clue. Yeah. So what happened as you figure out, this is the kind of the premise of the movie is that Hill Harper broke in to the secret society because uh, he broke into uh, Paul Walker's new car and took his key to the society, whatever. Took his book, his, and his, his key, his skull key. Yeah. And so then it come to find out that, that, you know, there's a scuffle that happens. And then, well, you see the scuffle before that. You see the yeah. scuffle, and then you find him hung, and then you see the rest well, you see of the a, scuffle. You see a confrontation. You see a confrontation later. Like you, you, Paul Walker says that they were they fought, and Hill Harper fell and, and broke his neck. And so then they, um, f- he was already dead, so they faked it because they didn't want to bring heat down on the society. That's kind of you think what you know what happens, but it's not what happened, right? Well, the funny thing is, all they talk about is how this this group is above the law. Mm-hmm. And they are always running. F- they're so scared of the law. This whole movie. <laughs> um, and so, from and the moment his best friend dies, he'll uh, Joshua Jackson's got he's got a new focus. He's Tom Cruise and the firm, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Um, he starts investigating the society that he also wanted to be a part of, and he starts uncovering dirt. Nick. And when does he first show some attitude about it? Do you remember where him oh. where him and Paul Walker go? No. They go to Liar's Hell. 
Oh God, yes, yeah, I did write that down. I'm trying to look at my notes here. <laughs> there's there's a couple of great lines later in the movie, but uh, there's a there's actually a a great line. There's a classic line. Actually, it's right. It's it's during that scene. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, they go into liar's hell, which is a pretty elaborate setup for a for a dorm. It's weird. For I it's mean, weird. for yeah, club. Well, they have a bunch of weird things that happen before this, like where you know one of the things they do is they they send the the recruits on this scavenger hunt and like you know they call they they call josh jackson he has to run all over campus and then he goes to this like science building and there's a these planets hanging from the ceiling there's a a cell phone taped to jupiter that he answers then he has to drink this thing and they he gets drugged and he wakes up in these coffins (laughs) and there's like a there's a room full of these coffins with the new recruits they all and all the coffins are on these uh, circular platforms and over water and in it, a building. And it looks like a very bad Broadway production. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's like what, what, what society has a, a room where they have a coffin platforms and then over, <laughs> over water. Well, just imagine this. Imagine um, Craig T. Nelson and William L. Peterson drawing <laughs> straws to see who gets to place the coffins this time. Who's going to pump Very, in smoke? Who's pumping in smoke? Oh, it's William L. Peterson's turn. It, it just, it's just too, it's too elaborate. It's just too weird. It doesn't make any sense. Like they would ever go through that. Like I, I was in a fraternity in college and they tried to do a little bit of this just because they wanted to like make us, I don't know, but all they did was like really make us like recite something. Um, And then we woke up in the morgue later. Yeah. And then but, yeah. not at first. Yeah, and you had like a, a just a giant fistful of red pubes in your hand. You didn't know what that was about. I knew. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so then they they go to this liar's hell, which is a cage that they drop down in the, this iron cage that they're both they're in together. They get locked in together, and they drop it into this pit. And then the uh, the people above them are shouting questions at them, but then they can ask each other questions uh, to get to the true truth the real the real deal and joshua jackson starts grilling um paul walker because he thinks he's involved in hill harper's death and he is and he's right mm-hmm. yeah it's just funny and then it, and then it just cuts to another scene because i was thinking all right you've you've poked a hornet's nest now you're gonna when when they pull the liar's hell up you're gonna have to answer some questions people are gonna be giving you a side eye paul walker is gonna be pissed Mm-hmm. And then they just cut to another scene. Something else is happening. Liar's Hell is behind them. Um, it's great. Well, Paul Walker comes clean. He does come clean. Is that what you're saying? That he he tells them what happens. Not in the Liar's Hell. Later, though. Yeah. Pretty quickly afterwards, yeah. And it, it, the funny thing is, is he says it, and it sounds like he's lying, and then he's totally telling the truth. Like, to yeah. a T. Because mm-hmm. the way that, you know, normally in a film like this, he tells him a story just to get him off his back. No, he tells him exactly what happened. And, and right. you know, um, but and of course, there's another feud going on. William L. and William Hurt. I'm sorry. And Craig T. Nelson. They are so similar. Um, yeah. William L. Peterson plays a senator. Yeah. And, and he and and he and uh, and uh, our boy Craig T. were soulmates. That's another thing we hear about these guys being called soulmates. My daughter came downstairs while I was watching it. And uh, when he said he was his soulmate. She thought it was a different kind of movie, but yeah, yeah. But um, so there's another feud going on between those two gentlemen, 
And uh, William L. is trying to use Joshua Jackson as, as an asset to help him get his way. Uh, and he is foiled by Craig T. Nelson during a vote. Mm-hmm. Because we find out something. There's a great line of dialogue that Craig T. throws his way. Let's hear it. She likes to eat popsicles after you make love. <laughs> she's, she, she's young. He's, they, but they, he's got a 19-year-old side piece. He does. That his wife wouldn't like to find out about. Right. And his family wouldn't like to find out about. And William L. gives us this, oh, shit, I've been caught look. Perfect. Perfection. The funny thing is, is once again, what is what is the perks of being a part of the secret society? These are rudimentary secret type things that these guys have. And that's the dirt that they're sharing. It's like, I mean. <laughs> but th- here's the thing that I loved about William L. Peterson's character. He is an ally to Paul Walker. Sort or no, to uh, Joshua Jackson, sort of. It's almost like he kind of sets him up through the movie, but like does, does, he's kind of on his side, but not. Then he at the end he is he 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 is on his side. Like he kind of breaks free of the Craig T. Nelson uh, blackmail trap. Yeah, um, and decides to 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 skate the the right path. Um, and I guess that means that probably William L. Peterson came from a similar background yeah. as Josh Jackson. I imagine, yeah. But I mean, there's a ridiculous part. Like we talked about Joshua Jackson's friends. You know, it would have like, been he, great, yeah, if they cut to. Leslie Bibb eating a popsicle. Oh, God. So there's his friends we talked about at the beginning. He's these three friends that are these petty criminals. He has to go back and ask them to help him investigate the society. And there's this ridiculous <laughs> scene where the, his friends agree. And there's this kind of security guard that's getting the tape. That guy, Josh, the stiffest actor I've ever seen. Joshua Jackson realizes that this stuff's this this murder is probably or this accident is probably on tape, and so his friends infiltrate the society, and one of them hides in the liar's cage with a with one of those like what kind of camera? I don't. Is that? It's like, like a, a little cute little spy camera. Yeah, like a little with the and then wormy thing. And one of his friends is behind like a hanging up suit. Of course, he is. Like a like a tux or something. I mean, it's just like and they're, they're and they're the talking on the radio to each other. Like he's not going; he's going the other way. And then Leslie the, Bibb's a part of this crew too. Yeah, they're uh, yeah. And then they yeah. At one point, Joshua Jackson gets chased. They, what they do is they end up getting these tapes from this this hunk of a security. And my guardian. favorite line is on that tape. What's that? What? So they finally okay. So the, this 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 completely bland guy that he follows him around and the guy is the worst actor at pre- at at acting like he doesn't see that he's being mm-hmm. followed yeah. very awkward um they get the tape and sure enough it's got the whole the whole reveal about what happened but we see up to the part you know we 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 knew that that Mr. Hillhopper fell but we didn't know that he fell and was still alive but yeah. Paul neither Walker, does Paul Walker right, but he Paul Walker he makes does. a call to his dad this is the worst acting of his career he is yelling on the phone to his father in Wahlberg, like true Wahlberg style. Mm-hmm. And he says, Dad, I just killed a guy in the ritual room. <laughs> I got to call the cops. I got to call 911. And then his dad says something on the phone. He goes, OK, and he leaves. <laughs> By the way, that room has the word war on it in it, which it is does the dumbest. They reference why it's like because men are always at war or something, some dumb, some dumb, some dumb white man shit. 
Um, but yeah, that's it's yeah, it's that's that the whole the whole set dressing, the whole like set design of the ritual of the secret society is so over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> like the movie is ridiculous, but that is absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I it's love just, it. You know, there's there's something very special about like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoyed watching this because it's there's there's an innocence to this whole thing where I don't know it just there's something about it that I kind of liked how how benign and uh, just cookie cutter it is it's kind of a it's just kind of kind of fun little like diversion it's ridiculous sure. but I I, I kind of it is ridiculous a little bit yeah but just it, a little bit. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> I was enjoying that, and 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 so when when Leslie Bibb shows up, <laughs> helping them out, driving the getaway car with a math it, with two eyeballs falling out well, of it, I was so that. <laughs> so yeah, they so Joshua Jackson runs down this alleyway, and and he's chased by Christopher McDonald, who is uh, like Shooter McGavin well, he, and Happy Gilmore. He, he's always showing up as like a, well, he's playing Tobin Bell. He's playing. He, yeah. He's playing Tobin Bell and Wilford Brimley combined in this. He plays the college provost, as they keep <laughs> they keep saying, yeah. provost all the time. But he he's a really he's just this guy that's with this other guy chasing, you know, trying to uh, tighten up loose ends or trying to, you know. And so they they chase Joshua Jackson down this alleyway. You think he's trapped, but his luckily for him, it's a setup. His friends rappel down off of a building in masks. Yep. And they beat up the these pursuers. Yeah, and yeah, everybody's wearing these crazy masks. Yeah, there's another. There's another. One of his friends is a female, um, uh, and she's. This is the only movie she ever made. That actress. I looked her up. Of course you did. And uh, yeah, they 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 insult each other's hair early on. Um, and I I thought you know when you get it right the first time exactly. I mean yeah. No need to keep going, you know. I mean, she's like John Cazale, Cazale, like, but two films didn't. She didn't need two extra films to do it. He was more than that. What did you think of Malin Ackerman showing up for a second? Where you didn't see her? No. So there's a scene when Joshua Jackson calls Paul Walker, or vice versa, and she's the uh, woman in the room with him. She looks familiar. That's, I didn't know it was her. It was her, yeah. And she just gets that scene, but it's her. Yeah. She she mail in that performance. Her. <laughs> Uh, I like to see her show up. Some she had no lines outacted Paul Walker in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then of course, yeah, I don't remember the whole monkey wrench of him going to an asylum. Yeah, so this is very. You know, it reminded me a little bit of this movie. What's the movie about? It's like a teen movie, and the football players were like killers. Do you remember this movie? It's like a. It's also around the same time. Starring um, Nick Stahl was this? He was da- he was in dangerous, it. But... Not, uh, dangerous. I don't think dangerous is in it. I'm gonna look it up. Like bad. Reminded me it's of like that. Bad or dangerous is in the title. I think Nick Stahl was in it, but he wasn't the star. Although he was good in that movie. Um, and it had another one of these like heartthrobs in it. It might have been. I wonder if it was the other guy, the Dawson, other Dawson Creek dude, Vanderbeek. Disturbing behavior. Do you remember that? Yeah, it had. It, it had. Was, I remember there was an awful song in the trailer for that. Oh, movie. Mar, it was Marsden, James Marsden, and Katie the, Holmes was in it too, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh there was a really bad song in the trailer that played all It was the- a hit song. Yeah, it was a hit song. Yeah. There's a hit song yeah. in this movie too. <laughs> Creed shows up in this. Unbelievable. I mean, they they had a very brief window when they're they were hiring them to for soundtracks because they were quickly vilified <laughs> as a band because they're awful. But yeah, they had their hit song higher in this. It plays over the kind of the salad days, the early the early uh, minutes of this movie when everything's happy. Um, I think during that scene when they give them the cars and stuff. There's a a really weird sex scene with uh, yeah Joshua Jackson and Leslie Bibb in the shower in the bathroom. It's very weird. About? It's very it's very weird. It's very zoomy. Yeah, like a Zoom meeting. It's just. It's just there's the camera work in that scene is very strange. Well, and there's just way too much. Way too well, and much then she fog. she reveals to him that she's in love with him, and they haven't even been like dating. It's it's a very strange. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Um, especially because his he's he kind of sucks. <laughs> the, no, he doesn't. Because remember, he uh, he pretended like he didn't know that his ATM was going to have twenty grand in it. Did you remember his celebratory dance after he? he yeah, it was special. Yeah, he it takes was, her to. He to, did. They shot the well, first he was rehearsal, to, I think, of that one. Yeah, he has a. He's always used to being broke when he goes to the ATM and he sees his bank account has been gifted with twenty k from the skulls. He does a little celebratory money drop dance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which she's skeptical of. She was like, mm, "That's that doesn't money for nothing is as a as a is usually a bad thing." She's right, Nick. Yeah. Um. There's also. In this movie, when we talked about the the mask part, we talked. Let's focus a little bit on Joshua Jackson's ridiculous, somewhat ridiculous performance in this. The money drop dance being one of the things, but in the mask sequence, when they, you know, they all kind of get the upper hand on the bad guys and his friends help, and they 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 get in the car. Joshua Jackson does that, you know, scoot across the hood of the car. You know, to get in the car real quick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, of it's like course. A Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's like what, it's I don't a know. hazard thing. Yeah, exactly. For no reason. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no reason to do it. Okay. So you know what this movie is? This movie is a YA version of the firm, right? Right. And so they cut all the corners. You know, like how Mobsters is a YA version of a gangster film and Young Guns is a right. YA. It's so weird that that subgenre hasn't been broken out in film like it has in literature. Because that's, I mean... There should be a little logo in the top corner of the, of the poster, like like YA, just to kind of so you could you can you could differentiate. So you you could watch a ridiculous duel between Paul Walker and Joshua Jackson, and know oh well, it's a it's not meant for grown humans. <laughs> they do duel. What a great strategy! He's like, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to have a duel, a gunfight, and when when you turn around, I'm going to beg, I'm going to beg, I'm going to hold my hands up and not and and hope you don't shoot me. Yeah, well, because he's 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 playing to his good side. He hasn't gone fully dark yet. Um, but that's at the end. Did, did, what do you think of that? The whole they have to duel. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I know just, you loved it. I know you loved it. It just. And you're, I'm sure you're expecting to see a duel in this movie when you started watching. I, I did. I did. I, you know, here what I felt was man. The skulls is the most uncool thing I've ever heard of. Like this group is uh, losers. Okay, so this is what's so weird about the skulls, right? They're a secret society, okay? 
they've gone brand crazy. So they have skulls on everything, right? So they, yeah. they have a skull on the top of their building. They brand their members with skull skull brands. And then even when they vote, like they have this voting thing, they have this paddles, these like voting paddles. Scepter, with, yeah, it's crazy. With skull emblems. Like if, if you, if it's you like vote. You're, it's like you're at Fogo de Chao. If you want more food, you have the green side up. And if you don't want more food, it's a red side. So they like the the bad vote is black and the good vote's white, just like you would expect from these people. Oh yeah, zoom in for sure. And you know, it, it, but it's but a Brazilian they, steakhouse. They stole all their ideas from a Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> but let's, but like the you know, I, let's just put that aside. They're trying to be secret. They're like, you know, what we're gonna have on a three three p.m. in the afternoon a a duel out back. <laughs> With a crowd of 50. And theoretically a dead body at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the cops are a little bit in on it, I guess. They they do this thing in the movie where there's a police, uh, a policeman that a detective that you find out is working with the skulls, but he also doesn't ever go full, fully bad, you know? Yeah. So he helps Joshua Jackson. Speaking of, I don't Chris know. McDonald has the worst job. At, like, this is a secret society. All he does is, like, grunt work. Yeah, he it does. Makes he, you wonder, there's like, a guy that also is, like, the liaison to Kinko's. So he's like, all right, I got my shipment of the Skull Handbooks from Lulu.com. I'm going to take it over to Kinko's. I'm going to, you know, get all the leather and stuff put on. And then we're going to take mm. it over to, to Things Remembered and get Caleb Caleb's name put on it. So these he's the provost. Yeah, he's the provost. <laughs> people are like, you know, people. So basically, there's people all over town that know that are the basically the barter companies for the the skulls, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got oh, we got a deal, you know, we got a deal with our local uh, jewelry store. He buys these watches in mass. Uh, you know, we just put it on our skull credit card. <laughs> Probably has a skull emblem on it. Yeah. Um, but he he is the kill. He is the official killer of Hill Harper, right? He's the guy. Kill, Hill Harper's injured. He decides to complete the work on video. Well, he, he says he tells Craig T that he's he's, he's nearly gone, so mm-hmm. you could construe it as euthanasia at that point. He he seemed like he could maybe they could maybe take him to the hospital. Here's the thing about let's talk about the end of the movie. Christopher McDonald's chasing around Leslie Bibb. That's when we get like a whole the last for at least for 15 minutes. This movie turns into a Leslie Bibb focused <laughs> action film. Yeah, where they're chasing her, she gets away. She actually she she punches one of the guys like she slaps him down, runs, hides in her room, gets away in the dumbwaiter, gets in a car with Jackson or re- rescues Joshua Jackson um, with the help of William L. With, with the help of William L. And then I think William L. then like kind of turns on them. No, the no. He scene. says on the phone, he's like, they're all yours. And you right. think that he's sending the baddies after him, but he was getting that cop. He was calling that cop. To help. Oh, okay. That's what's happening. Okay. I missed that. Yeah. They try to paint but, him as the black hat, but it turns out he's calling the cop to come help. That's him. good. And so then, but yeah, so then they have this whole like driving action sequence where Bib is fending off the bad guys and pretty successfully until they, they both crash. Yeah. And know? Christopher McDonald is covered in powder. He is. And he, he gets, he gets shot away at the end. He gets he loses his provost yeah. uh, life. Yeah. Is that your favorite cheese, by the way? Provost? No, it's up there though. Loan? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, anyway, I was I that's maybe my favorite part of this movie is that whole that whole run of scenes with her kind of like darting around 
from Christopher McDonald. Yeah, you know, Joshua uh, Jackson, when you first see him at the ward, has a gigantic drool hanging from his mouth. Yeah, he's drooling. He's drugged out. Yeah, so he's useless. And then he only comes to when he's not needed anymore. <laughs> he is he is drooling up a storm. That's a, that's maybe his best acting moment in this. If when, the, uh, the Skulls 2 should literally just be him like completely eating her out for three hours. Uh, Thank you for everything. He, he, did, he did not return for the Skulls 2, and I don't think anybody did. No. I think Christopher McDonald would have. Yeah, I, you know, um, they uh, they had a sort of name. There was a like a person who was a sort of actor who shows up as a like like a like a character in that movie. And the second one has an almost name in it. Yeah, Robert De Niro played the provost. <laughs> um, here, here's the worst line in the film. All right, so they're reviewing. We've this already digital... we've already established the best. No, no, line, the best. I've line. got the best. Oh yeah, line. but I got the worst. Yeah. I got the worst. So they're just, you know, Joshua Jackson, before he gets um, uh, sent to the psych ward, he is making a plea to the cops. He he is, he's like, I got the murder on tape or I got the, you know, I got it on tape. I got what happened on tape. And he, and he takes it, he gives it to the cop who the cop switches it. So then when they start to play it in front of the other cops, there's nothing on it. Right. It's on the TV. And it's just, it's just like this fuzzy screen. And one of the cops says, in a very sarcastic way, I haven't seen this much snow since my last ski trip. That's what he says. Yep. <laughs> and uh, that's a lot of words <laughs> for such a bad lie. Yep. <laughs> it didn't make, the, it made the cut. That's what made me happy. It made the cut. <laughs> Rob Cohen was like, perfect. That's Harvard. Let's get that. That's Harvard certified. Mm-hmm. Barry Bostwick is in the third Skulls movie. Of course he is. Um, Lizzie Bibb does a Tom Cruise run at one point in her action scene with the, Actually, the hands jo- up. Joshua Jackson does a, a pretty good run in this movie. Does he? There's a scene where the he's in the foreground and the car is chasing him. He actually comes off as a. He does have a run scene like before they get to the alleyway. Yeah, he has a he has a lot of running in front of a car type scene. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I'll give him that. He also looked good when he was drooling. He had a resurgence on that HBO show, didn't he? Oh, Ready yeah, Little yeah, Lies or whatever, Big Little Lies or whatever. No, 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 no. He wasn't on that. He was the on fair. the affair. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, with um, Mara Tierney. She's in it, and the actress that's in um, the Golden Compass show. Yeah, what's her name? Yeah, she's in that too. I like her. She looks exactly like 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 a different version of the girl from uh, Kiss uh, from Gone Baby Gone. Exactly. Yeah, she does. She M- uh, Melissa, she, Michelle, whatever her name is, Monahan. She yeah, looks like an Earth, she, the Earth X version of her. And she's in the the Lone Ranger movie that came out that I never saw. And then Dominic West is on that show too, right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I uh, Ruth Wilson. Ruth Wilson. Yeah. My friend. Right. Right. All right. You know what sucks? I, I keep seeing the commercial for this new. Um, uh, Penny Dreadful thing, and it's the, the the trailer starts off and it seems so interesting, You're right? And then it's a Penny Dreadful thing. Well, uh, it's got a good cast. I mean, Nathan Lane and the actress from Game of Thrones. Uh, what's I can't remember her name. Marguerite Marguerite Targaryen. 
No, what's her? no? She wasn't a Targaryen. Know, whatever, right. whatever. Stupid, dumb. Um, but the cast is good, and the original. I never finished Penny Dreadful, the original, but the first season was so good. Did you ever watch it? No. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't know. It it looks okay. You're not gonna watch it. I didn't watch the other one. Oh, that, that's not answering the question. But no, no, they made it look like like uh, L.A. Confidential. I was I was I was all in, and then nope. Yeah. Um. I you know I I don't know. This is a weird movie. It's the it's the firm. Can't believe how the firm yeah. it was. You're so right. I, you're exactly right. And at the end of the movie, Joshua Jackson. He's in a T. He's in a T. He's, he's he's dressed down. He's 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 no longer uh, fancy. He's uh, working class again. He's rejected this life. Um, he's the truth has come out, right? And he gets the girl. Yeah. And his and he and and he's got even and and so then William L. Peterson says, "Look, let's team up, bro. Let's." Let's take this world by storm. And what does Joshua Jackson say to him? He gives him the fucking Irish goodbye. Yeah, he says, I don't think so. And William L. Peterson could not be more happy. I know. He's, like, he's so proud of him. He's like, at a boy or something. He says something stupid. Let's talk about the worst part of this film. William L. Peterson did not get to dress himself. That is a huge miss. He looks normal in this. The first time I've seen him. I mean, he still looks a little strange, but... You know, he he obviously they have him a lot of time in like, you know, suits yeah. and stuff. So he's yeah, he's no chance to be weird. Although we do get to see a charming scene where Paul Walker ties Josh Jackson's tie for him. <laughs> he does. It. There's I, a line about it. I never get tired of that. Every film seems to have that. You know, everybody. I never get tired of watching somebody tie another person's tie for him because they feel bad. That happens a lot. There's a there's a line in it when about this tie thing and he says he said you need help with the ties or something and then he says i'm the king he's talking about paul walker said he's the king of tying ties yeah yeah which is actually the skulls is is a is a demotion (laughs) oh he he comes into the room he says are are we having a bit of tie trouble (laughs) that that might be the worst (laughs) <laughs> no, the worst thing about that scene, if you want, I know you're going to watch it again. Paul, yeah. Paul Walker walks in to the room. Now you see him through the mirror reflection and Joshua Jackson's Paul Walker is staring at himself in the mirror as he walks towards the, the, the camera. It's oh, a character choice. I mean, yeah, he's a vain. He's a vain character. I would agree with you, but Mark Wahlberg wouldn't have done it. So I'm not thinking he chose. I'm thinking he was still. He was still scared shitless at that point. Yeah. It's a weird scene. Yeah. But I once again it's I don't I don't hate it. I I found I had some fun. Of course. It, you this, of course movie, you don't. this movie was what the doctor ordered tonight. I needed this. The skulls. <laughs> I mean, anytime like Craig T. Nelson and William L. Pearson is on your on, is on your TV screen, it's not a bad night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm actually. I'm act- we didn't. We don't give enough love to Craig T. Nelson either. We we've been focused on one man alone in this movie, but Craig T. Nelson, who plays well, no. an unredeemable dickhead in this, is great. Why is he um, great? Got this. Got this. Look back here. No, friend. no, no, no. What? 
he's got this weird little mustache going on. That's a sneaky little mustache he had. I wasn't expecting to be charmed to death by his little <laughs> sneaky mustache. I mean, that's the thing is Craig D. Nelson is is seriously, he's the guy that's driving all the mayhem and, and horribleness in this, and you root for him. I was hoping that uh, at one point Joshua Jackson would be drawn and quartered, you know, out back of the Skulls Castle. Well, they have they have uh, a they have a drawn and quartering station. I'm sure they do. Yeah. They they 3D printed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, all Craig T. Nelson wants in this whole story is status quo. He's not trying to disrupt. He doesn't want people no. to die. He just wants. He doesn't. He just wants to bring in some new members and not have the status quo disrupted. These he's, guys throw a monkey wrench to everything, so he's not really the villain. He wants the. He wants what every rich American wants, right? To keep to stay rich and to to make other people that he likes rich. Right. Is that what it is? I think so. I think it's his goal. He, and his son, he was like, he's really looking out for his son. Uh, his son res- resents it a little bit, but his son keeps messing up. Right. And Craig T has to be there catching, catching them errors. Yeah. You know? It makes you wonder if there's an older Mandrake brother that's kind of got his shit together, you know, because mm-hmm. this Caleb, I mean, hell of a hunter, of course, according to his pops, but you could tell, there's a little, little, little bit of piss in that in that vinegar there. He's like, he's like, he's saying it with like a, through clenched teeth. Well, they have a weird Thanksgiving tradition here that they invite Joshua Jackson. You know, Craig T says you can come to our house for Thanksgiving, and Joshua Jackson says thanks. My parents are dead, so I I don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. And what they 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 eat what they hunt, right? That's what they said. And if they don't shoot anything, they don't eat on Thanksgiving. And uh, that's pretty weird. Well, and they celebrate yeah. every Thanksgiving on the North Pole. So there's Slim Eatons out there. <laughs> and, and Jackson's like, I have a similar tradition. I catch fish while I'm rowing. <laughs> well, at one point in the Thanksgiving scene, when they, they did you see the, um, the deleted scene? Yeah. Max Jenkins. So they do. No, they do. <laughs> They do have a thing. They do go hunting. They don't shoot anything. And then at dinner time, Craig T. Nelson shoots a box of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, that's a that's a strange tradition. This movie, it's it's very uh, it's. I don't know. What do you think of the writing of it? The script. It's I think a direct written by some guy with the last name Pogue. Oh yeah, exactly. Be- He's a real writer. Yeah, and he directs. He directs now. Yeah, he's a real dude. Uh, I, I kind of, I mean, it's it's a mess. It's it feels like an early draft. I don't know, but I, there's some yeah. funk. There's some weird shit in it that I I, I got to appreciate how weird it is. Yeah. Um, John Pogue. What do I know him from? Do you think you talking about how they everybody's ordering at the beginning of the film a ham omelet? Do you like ham ham omelets? No. Ham omelet or oatmeal. It seems to be the two options at the cafeteria that Josh Jackson can scoop. Yeah, they're the, the messiest make. oatmeal bowl I've ever seen in my life in this room. <laughs> Zoom in. There it is. Finally. <laughs> oh my God. And remember, do you remember in the firm when Mitchell McDear is doing blue collar work to make ends meet before he go, joins the firm? What's he doing? I don't remember. I know he's he's busting his ass though. I remember that. 
Mm-hmm. He is busting his ass, sweating his dick off at the beginning of the firm. He's like delivering pizza. I don't know what he's doing. He's doing some hard ass work. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rob Cohen, sneaky. Maybe, you know, Tom Cruise, I'm noticing a theme, right? Tom mm-hmm. Cruise does a, a jet film that redefined the, the era. Rob Cohen's like, let me do stealth. Tom Cruise is like, let me do legend where like it's like a medieval thing and I got to, oh, let me do fucking Dragonheart. Oh, Tom Cruise was in Days of Thunder. Hey, let me do a Fast and Furious. Oh, my God. You're right. The, the, talk about it. You he, started off the show with the conspiracy and now you're ending it with He one. is all over Tom Cruise's dick. And, the, and Tom Cruise has never worked with him. Right. I don't think. No, I mean, Tom Cruise has got discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So original yeah. film... No, that's not that's not true, is it? Wasn't didn't Tom Cruise a cameo in Hurricane Heist? <laughs> Hurricane Heist. You know what? If he did, hey Nick, what's that movie about? <laughs> <laughs> if he did, uh, you, I guarantee you, he would have had to act in a real hurricane. That's Tom Cruise is sitting there in a van, following toward fucking weather around to get the authentic f- shots in there. They're doing a. They're Tom Cruise going to soon be in space. I'm, yeah, it's people think it's because he wants to kill Elon Musk. <laughs> or Elon Musk wants to kill him, yeah. but but no, but that means that Rob Cohen's going to have a sci-fi movie coming up here pretty soon. Don't I get imagine, me excited. Right? Don't get me excited. Because I would. Oh, you know what? Oh my God! Hurricane Heist, by the way. What? A riff on Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid all right tom cruise has never done a heist film has he he's never done like a heat type of thing or anything like that hasn't collateral i guess close he's a vill- he's, there's no he's a, he's a hitman not a heist but I, I would love to see him in an ensemble actually he would have been great in the oceans movies if they found a role for him nice yeah. counterbalance he could he could have replaced elliot gould I wonder if they'll ever do one another Oceans movie with that cast. I feel like they could. They should. Those guys are so good. That those movies are magic. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't. It's never happening. And actually, okay. Clooney's been sort of. He's been sort of quiet. He has been. Um, he's enjoying, enjoying um, uh, being on the tabloids every week. Being a hugely successful director. Every movie he directs, huge hit. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually uh, I was uh, watching the Criterion of the Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah, he didn't direct that though. That was Heslov, right? He's in it. Yep. And it was the TV. Oh, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. And then he, what was the one he did? The Failsafe, the Minutemen, the something Mon- 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another classic. But, he, but Good Night and Good Luck's a great movie. Yeah. And there's another one he did that's actually quite good. Directed? Yeah. Leatherheads? <laughs> it ain't that one. Which I saw in the theater uh, and tried to stay awake. No, he, did he direct the one with um, the political one with uh, what's his face? Syriana? No. No, I, Ides of March. Did he direct that? Maybe. I like that movie. Ides of March is actually good. Yeah, I like so that. I've, direct, I've watched that movie a lot, actually. If he directed that, then that's, that's, that's that is. I think one. that is the one. Because that's a famous play. Yeah. Um, I think that's oh he's 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 post production on a movie called The Midnight Sky. I'm, I'm sure it's great. 
post-apocalyptic tale. Uh-oh. Lonely scientist in the Arctic. Hmm. Is he in it? Yep. Oh, Confessions okay. of Dangerous Minds. Great, too. Jesus. Oh, yeah. That is. I, I really like that movie a lot, actually. Yeah. He, yeah. That's his first one, too, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do the work. Okay. Uh, you could get a tattoo or you can have something burn into your skin. I'll give you a choice here, but you're at you're at the <laughs> tattoo parlor and you got to get the skull freaking repped on your bod somewhere. The movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know mine. I'm with, I'm going to go with the the L from William L. Peterson just branded on my uh, <laughs> on my wrist, my above wrist. That's where the skull the skull branded is. I'll just put the L because you know that just to represent that how much I love that man, uh, in a subtle way, yeah, in a painful way, yeah. He's he's amazing, and this is the movie people know him from. Mm-hmm. And then I get little uh, tattoo hearts in in the L <laughs> after the brand sets and scars over. So go so ahead. So I'm gonna get. No, I'm going to have a, this is going to be weird. I'm going to have um, that uh, that serpent weather vane yeah. mm-hmm. across my back at the top, like like Max Cady style, looking all yeah. tough. Like the scales of justice. Sort of, yeah, except it's, a, it's mm-hmm. a piece of shit weather vane from a piece of shit secret society. It's my little way of saying you suck, you know? Let me ask you this. Would you tattoo... Uh, Joshua Jackson's hand around one of the ends. No. Hmm. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Oh, he, oh, oh Darabont was considering him or. Um, <laughs> so. You uh, you've been granted the budget to finally put together your the skulls attraction of some sort. Well, how do you take that hard earned money and put it to good use? I I'm going to use a this as a merchandising opportunity. Okay. I'm going to produce a something for babies out of this. Okay. Called the Leslie Bib Bib. <laughs> it's just going to be a bib with pictures of her uh from the movie, from this movie, from the skulls. Maybe even, you know, some from reaction scenes, maybe one of from the pain sequence even i would even get one that she's not on of of the of action jackson the paint machine yeah nice you know what i'm yeah. saying so uh, you know things and just produce that 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 line of I, what do they call it baby food protection where <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about. i do it's pretty swell the, Le- the leslie bib bib yeah that's good it's adorable yeah. it's actually adorable mm-hmm. or a leslie bib just b-i-b you know what I'm saying? The other be crossed out. I don't know. I'm just trying to think right. how to brand it. Right. Um, so I have um, a yogurt shop. Of course. Of At this point, there's a plague... <laughs> Of yogurt shops from all the movies that we've watched. <laughs> uh, okay. It's called Briar's Hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so you, you you and you you pay by weight you know you grab a you grab a cup and you get into this device you go underground and you fill up your cup with all the frozen you know mm-hmm. there's uh there and all the all of the um we have an an artisanal uh board of people that curate these flavors you know so it's pretty like really aggressively like cool stuff you know like sure yeah yeah like you know like dandelion surprise and like you know like fucking jasmine and uh you know mouthfeel like there's all these like really like mm. like they, they they take you and they talk about the terrier of the of the yogurt like the terrier you know mm-hmm. the, how, yeah. how it dances on your palate you know and they compare that's it. craig that's that's what the t and craig t stands for <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah and uh and, and and it's freezing down there it's fucking freezing uh in in the yogurt shop yeah down there, yeah, yeah, you're cold as fuck, and but you're learning a lot about really like elaborate flavors and stuff. And then you surface the the thing rises. You you weigh your food. They put a mm-hmm. they put a bathrobe on you because it's so fucking cold. Yeah, and um, so they lower you into like a yogurt selection. Pit? A yogurt hell, Is that what yeah, you're it's saying? like a little like it's like okay, it's like liar's hell, but it's you're underground, and there's a bunch of spheres. Like everybody goes separate mm-hmm. separate spheres. They separate cylinders. So you there, you go up in the room and it's just a guy with a cash register and a weighing thing looking confused because there's nothing else in the room. It's just freezing ass. And then a cylinder will rise up and a kid will come out with a huge smile on his face. And a bathrobe. Because he got a huge thing of yogurt. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I suggest a few things if you don't mind? It's a terry cloth um, bathrobe, of course. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what? <laughs> Well, instead of seats, you said there's nothing in there. I, I, you have to put seats so people can. I, instead of seats, I would recommend coffins. You know, from remember the scene, yeah. the famous scene in the skulls when they all wake up in the in the gray coffin. It's not a bad idea. But here's what I would say: What are they using as napkins at this place? I yogurt. Yogurt gets messy, Nick. May I suggest uh, a tie-in between our two products, the Leslie Bib Bib. <laughs> They could put that on as they're eating their yogurts, or as they're as they're eating their yogurts. What if, I think that's the right plural? <laughs> what, what if Paul a Paul Walker, like one of his brothers that are looking for work, you know that they they did the CGI of him, they come oh, yeah. and they tie the bib on you like Paul did in the movie. Yeah, because they because he was he's the king of ties, he's king of ties. Yeah, right? so yeah, and then the Terry Claw like so. Yeah, and then you get like the, the the terry cloth robes have the word the you know the skulls on the back of it, and everybody's sitting around mm-hmm. eating this shit. And then the the steward surfaces in the cylinder wearing a terry cloth robe of his own. Oh and he, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he and he and he challenges you to a duel to find out whose whose bathrobe is terrier. <laughs> this is complicated, but I like it. I think this kind of thing could take off. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, COVID. Uh, okay, so sadly, it's a bad time to kick off a restaurant like this or a, a eatery like this. But. Well, the good news is, is uh, it's funded by a, a ultra secret organization, so the money is not a problem. You know. Yes, true. Although, if the health inspector comes to check it out, we shit our pants <laughs> because their law is bigger than our law. <laughs> All right, you're in the movie. You've been inserted into the skulls. What shape does your does your role take? I, you know, you reference these other people that would be that are in uh, 
it, you know, the other men, the other, the other boys that get recruited into the organization that get no screen time. They're just kind of background actors. I'd be one of those guys. Like, um, the whole time, all this drama's happening and all this fighting and Craig T Nelson going nuts. He gets Craig T gets shot at the end by his son, by the way, we didn't mention that. <laughs> uh, it's only like a major ma- part of the film. doesn't matter. But, but um, in, all but this in the happening doesn't die. I'd be the guy that kind of the unconfident, like the insecure member being on. We're still, I mean, I'm still a member, right? This still, this still happening. You know, this is good. I mean, oh, this is terrible. It's happening. But we're still good. Right? I'm, I'm still, I'm still getting to law school for free. Yeah. I, am I going to keep my car? You know, like that kind yeah. of thing. That 20 grand in my bank account's good, right? Yeah. I'd just be the, I'd be the guy that's worried that all the shakeup was going to mess with my, uh, yeah my sweet ride yeah and then they're yeah. like uh, I, I cannot believe you went to phoenix university and we just found this shit out <laughs> my character's name would be scanlon k butterfield <laughs> uh anyway go ahead what's your uh how about you who would you play i'm, I'm uh, another guy that's a member of the skulls i'm bubba reaper that's my name. <laughs> An- another silver spoon name. And uh, they, they don't really go into much detail about this in the in the movie, but Craig T. Nelson demands a rubber band ball on his desk first thing in the morning. <laughs> and I've got a new, one, a new one each day. I have welts all over my hands. Because I'm slaving over a hot rubber band ball every morning at 6 a.m. A hot? Well, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm furiously doing it, snapping my finger. I'm getting look a little welts from, from the mistakes I'm making. But he gets right. a giant grapefruit-sized rubber band ball every morning on his <laughs> desk. And then he fucking incinerates it. He has, a, he has an incinerator in his room. Incinerates a perfectly good ball. <laughs> And literally, that's it. I wake up, I do the ball, I go back into my, I go back to my pad and wait for tomorrow. That's my guy. But I do have a really nice watch. What do you think? Do you think that he um, is relieved when Craig T gets shot? Does he? Do you think he's out of rubber band ball duty that that day, the next morning? The thing is, he, Craig T's probably in the hospital. He gets shoulder shot, so he's fine. Yeah. I mean, but he, my guy, is calling in anonymous tips to the police all the time. It's like, hey, that guy that just got shoulder shot. Who? I'm Bubba Reaper. He got shoulder <laughs> shot, but he has got. He's been illegally duping videotapes in his fucking office for weeks. Is you know, he's. Just, I'm trying to report him for everything. He's he's an anonymous caller that says I'm Bubba Reaper when he calls. <laughs> <laughs> Giving anonymous tips. Yeah. The first tip, his name. <laughs> um, and my character would be like, am I supposed to be making rubber band balls? What's happening? I don't, am I, sp- what am I supposed to be doing? I'd just be real nervous. Yeah. It um, sounds like the worst group to be in, unless you're one of the winners, like the, like one of the top three guys. Everybody else sucks. There's like another, yeah. there's like another guy who's like a featured skull, that older guy that we see a couple of times. He has a couple of lines of dialogue. Everybody else, mm-hmm. no, nothing. Automatons. I think he's got one line of dialogue. The, no, he he's got the, the he's people. got one during the vote, and then he's yeah. got one uh, at another like a, during the duel or something like that. He said, no, he says, yeah, he says something like uh, they're talking about that snake that they have to capture, and this guy says something like, 
is it a poisonous python? Some dumb line. It doesn't make any sense. No, that's one of, know, that's like one the, of the kids, isn't it? Yeah. I'm talking about talking one about? of the older guys, the older gentleman. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the featured skull. Um, all right. So you got an island, man. You've accumulated so much debris. It's not even fucking funny. Yeah. I think I don't. I think I. I don't think I brought something. Did I bring something to my island? And sea sea fever. Yeah, I did. Never mind. I remember now. Um, so what do you got from the skulls? Lots of options. I mean that that paint machine is definitely tempting. You know. Yep. Uh, Action Jackson. Because <laughs> especially you want <laughs> it does your work for you. She's remember she's explaining why it's still art. She's like, you know, it's it's a you know, I created it. It's random, and even though it's even though it's randomly spilling paint everywhere, I still created it. So you know, she's trying to explain her lazy creation. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I'm tempted just to do bring a single piece of paper, like a little a little business card that's handed to our hero Joshua <laughs> Jackson by one William L. William L. Peterson that says Ames Leverett on it. <laughs> senator i imagine it's his business card he hands it to him early and says call me anytime you know i think i'd, I'd take that yeah a little, little uh business card that touched the fingertips of william l peterson That's awesome. what about you well here's the thing my diet on this island is substandard i mean we what my di- diet i mean weird shit yeah. and i've developed uh a bizarre dyslexia from all this weird shit i'm eating so okay. imagine your chagrin when you show up at my island and I take you to my prized possession. We go through a water. You have to walk through a waterfall. There's a cavern. And then there's spotlights where it's illuminated by the sun. The, the ceiling's been carved out. And it's shining a light into the middle of the room where the word raw is spelled out. So. Okay. You take. You take. uh so what are you taking then? I took the letter. I took the the word from the room, but I. And it, but my you dis- put it backwards. My dyslexia fucked it up. So it just says raw. You don't understand what the fuck's going on. I was like, well, I, I just did. You rearrange the letters. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I, I misspelled it. Right, but then I'm trying to figure out how because if you just take a chunk of the wall. No, I just took the three letters that were the big stone okay. letters W A and R. I know how I know how to spell war. I know what it says. <laughs> Zoom in. But I'm trying to figure. It's 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 etched into the wall. No, it's ha- it's you- just I have that sculpture in my fucking island. It's not etched in the wall. It's a, it's a it's a sculpture. Sculpture of war. Yeah, I think it is. No, I think it is etched in the concrete no, wall. It's, it's but it's it's a it's they're three dimensional. Okay, I'll take your word for uh, it. That's pretty cool. I own it. I know. Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna change mine. All right. Because that's not good enough. Can I take two items? Yeah. I'm going to take two because I think I can take that card and take something okay, else. Okay, yeah. I'll be taking the uh, Sturtevant collection from the library. I saw the sign. I saw the sign too. Yeah. <laughs> An American linguist, Nick. <laughs> Do you see how many books he has? I'd that's I'd be getting smarter in my island. I'd take the... I'd take the which actually is a collection, I think, at Yale. I think I looked it up a little bit. I think that actually exists at Yale. So that was a way of saying this is Yale or something. But um he uh I t- I take that. I take his library of of, of whose books of were they? What do you mean? Who's Sturtevant? Yeah. What do you mean? Who that's who's 
he donated his collection, or somebody did to the to Yale. That's where he follows the 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 weird stiff guy. He does. Yeah, yeah. he did a. He's the. Um, he's the father of Indo-Hittite hypothesis, Nick. You didn't know this? No. Yeah. I mean, come on. And I'd take that and I'd, I'd, I probably would never read them, let's be honest, and maybe start using them as toilet paper. But I would take that because I want to be, I want to like uh, broaden my horizons on this island, make myself a little smarter, you know? Yeah, and then a wicked shit comes and you're like, well, so much for these Hittites. <laughs> I'd look through the thousands and thousands of paper, uh, you know, pages and those things like, could you at least have donated some drawings of boobs? <laughs> I mean, and then yeah, somebody visits your island, a scholar, and you're like, what, what's a big, what's the big takeaway from the, the books? He's like, well, I, they're like two ply, man. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna take that collection. Yeah. And I'm saying, I'm sure I'm saying it right. Sturtevant. I'm sure that's. I'm sure there's no other way to say it. I think I, I nailed it. Okay. Sturtevant collection. Here's something I can guarantee our listenership don't know. <laughs> Listening to us, you're not reading no fucking Sturtevant shit. <laughs> Who is? Hey, let me zoom in real quick. Did you go to Yale? <laughs> no. I didn't. Did you ever get involved in any kind of secret societies? I mean, I'm in the clan. No, <laughs> I said secret. No, actually, it's funny. It's actually, I, I've, yeah, I've interacted with them too much, scarily. Uh, no, hey. the clan. Who's I got recruited about? by the clan once. Uh, this is a, a right turn that I was not expecting. What do you mean, or left turn? What do when you, I what was, are you talking about? When I was about? a waiter, at, I opened up the Stone Mountain location of uh, Altabelli's Italian restaurant. This was like '92. 92, mm-hmm. 93. Yeah, 90, 92, 93. And I was... So, I don't care how I, I don't care how hot it was. <laughs> so I had this table of like 15 people and it was a really, you know, they ordered a lot of shit. They were drinking. It was like a big deal. It was a bunch of, you know, hot, mm-hmm. you know, and so the guy that was paying the tab, it's like, a, you know, $1,200 tab. Um, he takes me aside, get, you know, he gives me like a $100 bill tip or whatever and he gives me his card and says, hey, you were really good. Um, if you ever would like to be a part of something bigger, let me know. He has me his card and it's a fucking grand dragon, grand something Ku Klux Klan. He gave me his fucking clan card. I was, you, you still have, you still I don't, have I actually, I was, I was stunned. I, I, I honestly, I took the card. I don't remember anything else that happened. All I remember is at the end of the night, I was sitting at mm-hmm. the bar talking to the owner and I showed him that owners were Persian you know, Iranian, mm-hmm. Ar- Iranian guys. Uh, and I was like, look at this. And he's like, yeah. Cause they didn't, I don't think they realized what they were getting into at that time. Stone mountain, that area was not great. So yeah, I got, oh, and then recently, really recently mm-hmm. I was at a shop and mm-hmm. a guy was in the back and he left out. And then the owner of the shop said, by the way, that guy's a big, big guy in the clan. Jesus. Fuck those piles of fucking shit. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep, fuck them forever. The clan, what embarrassment! No, they. The funny thing is, is that they they feel. I guess they feel empowered now. Um, of course, they but do. That, I think that you know, like ten years ago, maybe even less than that, they mm. had, they had become a laughing stock to everybody. Mm-hmm. And now there's yeah, now they're sort of. I wonder why. Fucking jokes. Um. So, uh, do you think there's a 
let me just change the subject real quick. Do you think there there is a not? I mean, it's like a side thing. You think there's like an elite elite group of podcast folks that a secret society of like podcast people that maybe they maybe they want us? No, because you know we're so good at it. Our listenership is off the Richter scale. Yeah, no, I think the whole point of podcast stuff is to be seen by a lot of people and to be heard by a lot of people and to be very visible. So then we we are members of the secret secret society. <laughs> yeah, we're in. There's our own little liars hell we're in. Well, then let's name it. I guess maybe we can be the founders of this new secret society of of podcasters. Yeah. Well, uh, should it be another body part? It could be. You know, like you know, like the 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 windpipes. You know. That's pretty good. Yeah. The knuckles. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to do yeah, the windpipes because it actually has to do something with podcasting. I see. I see where you're going yeah. with this. Yeah. Yeah. The tongues. Not bad. Yeah, that, that, there's ne- nothing to go wrong there. <laughs> what about the Montgomery bodies? This is it's getting warmer. I like that. The Montgomery bodies is pretty good. You know what those are, right? They're it's perfect. What are, I have no idea what those, those are. Those are little bumps on a tit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I will stop it right there. Yeah, it's a good idea. This is a sensitive subject. It's gonna bring your